PKN360. What's up, boys? Here we go. How's Pretty everyone good. doing? Woody's back. It's been home. a long time. It seems like, like I know it was just Thursday, but I feel Wednesday. like a long time has passed. Oh, it was yes. Wednesday. A little extra. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It felt so a little longer. It did. Yeah. There's like a, a pacing to how often we do these shows, and it got kicked off by one. Yeah. It does get weird. Like, we'll do one like where it's like, okay, we have to do PKN on Monday, PK on Tuesday. And I'll be like, I feel like I've been talking to you guys for three days. And then other times it'll be like, okay, we'll do PKA on Wednesday. And then the next PKN will be Wednesday. And it's like, man, do we still do the show? Like, <laughs> get to that point. It is weird. You get trained like a, like a, like a dog. 95% of the time we do it Tuesdays and Thursdays, like clockwork for people listening. And I guess... Taylor had a party, I think, that, that like slid it by one. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and then like a month ago, Taylor had a, a wedding, I guess. We, we yeah. didn't say what it was at the time. We would keep your private life private. But uh, and then that get, it, it worked out great for me because I got to go like eight days, of, yeah. you know, motorcycle <laughs> ride. on a trip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, what is going on a trip? You know what? I'm going on a trip, too. I went somewhere. <laughs> I'd rather not say where, but I went somewhere with permission. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm excited. I, I do want to know. At some yeah, point. I, uh, I'll tell you later. So, so the reason uh, and it, and it comes into this background. So I like uh, went to my brother's bachelor party and it was in Florida and <laughs> in Miami. And, you know, he had said at one point, he's like one of the on Saturday, one of the, you know, the last day of it, that late morning, early afternoon, we're going to go out on a boat and fish in the sea. And apparently he was absolutely hoodwinked by this boat captain because he was like, yeah, we're going to have our own space. We're going to and, and nobody else is going to be there. And there's like fucking 20, you know, rowdy guys getting on. Oh, this is the last day. So like the, a lot of people have calmed down a bit, but immediately you see like other families on this. boat. Oh, no. It's like their day just got ruined. Like yeah. just, just it's like, it's like, that's got to be an 11 year old. Like, Oh, thank God. Most of them are on the other side of the boat. And, but my main concern is like all morning, like I had, I, I tried to take a shit at the little, uh, you know, condos we were renting, but because we were on a trip, we were eating so much late at night. I think I ate pizza every single night. I, I ate <laughs> in a, on top of other meals. I, I, I ate some seafood and everything. And so my big concern was like, I don't really get, I don't get seasick. Uh, so I wasn't worried about that. And I was like, I really don't want to have to take a shit on the boat, but based on my brother saying, Seems like it's going to be a nice boat. So if I have to shit, that's okay. Immediately, immediately I get on the boat and I'm like, you cannot allow yourself to shit here. It's too dangerous. Like it's the water is unbelievably choppy. Like uh, a whole there was this one woman like right when we got on. I was talking to friends at the front of the boat. Uh, the bow is what we call that in the industry. And uh, <laughs> and uh, she like asked me like, hey, uh, can you do you have a bottle opener for this bottle? And I was like, I had like, hey, you know, Joe, can you help her out? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've never done this. I'm looking forward to it. And her like boyfriend was there all tatted up and was like, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I've never taken her fishing. And three minutes into the trip, she is actively vomiting in the cab. <laughs> and like, uh, I, Wait, I hey, to, did, yeah. did you happen to mention to her? Like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know you guys were going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should. I was like, like, bro, like you said, this is on our own boat. And he was like, it was supposed to be on our own boat. That's what the guy said. And I was like, this is bullshit. We're going to have to make a stink about this, but there's nothing else to do. So, uh, our group, we, we go out there and we sit in this, the same spot on this big boat. There are, 30 to 40 lines in the water between us and other parties, not one fish for 90 minutes to the point that like 
people were walking up to this captain who seemed drunk and being like, we can we please move places like this isn't working out like this is your fishing boat later if i'm a fish yeah. i'm like duh this is obviously a trouble this, this is a trap this <laughs> is a trap 40 right lines here. in the water this can't be real <laughs> and like and i'll like walk up and down this very narrow corridor like say because you know it's not like you're in a you know big round table able to talk to all your friends you have to like walk and like talk to people almost one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two -on -two and everything because it's so narrow and like as i'm walking up and down i can like see like the other groups of people and slowly they're dissolving into vomiting in the middle cab here. And I realized because I didn't, you know how ships are where you can walk through the outside or you can go through that middle cabin. And yeah. apparently these people like, uh, I'm so glad I don't get motion sickness. That looked awful. But like I walked instead of staying on the outer ring, I walked through the inner cab area at one point to get to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you guys doing in here? Like, this is so much worse. This is so much more discombobulating. You can't see the water. And at least if you're on that outside, you're like, okay, I'm anticipating a wave. I know why I'm moving. Okay, and I'm coming so, back. Yeah. You got hint or at least sympathy for motion sickness for sure. inside. Okay. Oh yeah, it was brutal. We only had one person in our party vomit, but out of nowhere, he just started yakking for like 10 minutes. But uh, at one point, like, I'm sitting there having a great time talking to everyone, and I just get like a this and, I'm like, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, ooh, we're an hour and a half in. This is gonna be four and a half hours. And I'm like, this is I can hold this. And then like maybe 10 minutes later, it's like you cannot. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so I start making my way down there. And I don't know what I thought I imagined the boat bathroom would be like, but it this is generous. <laughs> I'm what, that's not even bad that's typical of the hotel rooms i rent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is twice the size of the of the bathroom i was in and it was a thousand degrees you couldn't stand up in it they didn't have soap and i remember having what may rank as the worst shit the least comfortable <laughs> shit of my life not re genuinely nothing to do with the the consistency of the shit or the quality that was all fine it was the fact that you close that door and suddenly you're in a coffin trying to shit Sw I'm, I'm looking down at my swimsuit i'm dripping into my just so much is dripping you're oh it is so humid and so hot in there. Yeah. It's July in Miami. And someone else is going to have to stick their head in that toilet right after to vomit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> but then uh, I, 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 I feel, I'm feeling sick, and I'm like, I, I kind of get motion sickness now. I finish up. I get out. I, I, I go back, and I, I was fine. But speaking of the vomit thing, this guy – this was earlier in the, in the, the day before the, the shit, but he came up – and like he humiliated this poor woman. This woman, the first one to vomit, maybe four minutes into the trip, like goes to the bathroom and vomits into the toilet because that's what she thinks she's supposed to do. And this guy, like, like he's announcing her embarrassment, is like walking around going, That lady back there just vomited in the toilet, and now I'm gonna have to fix it. If you need to vomit, where do we do it, everyone? Over the side. And it was like you act like we had a video we all watched before this. <laughs> like you, you walked out drunk and then started the boat, like before you even said we were departing. Wait, like, pause. <laughs> the captain was drunk. I'm almost positive. He was, <laughs> he was, he was walking around like a weirdo and everything. That um, seems bad. Okay. Yeah, but then anyway, the rest of it went off mostly without a hitch, uh, other than like no fish whatsoever. I was going to say, did we, you we get back and not a single person, not even my brother, none of us had like the sunk cost fallacy, like as we're like, of like, oh, it was kind of fun, you know, a bad experience, but it was like all of us were like, no, that was a total waste of time. Are, that was horrible. Are you willing to say where you were? Miami. Or oh, I, I don't know where off Miami. Yeah, but okay. uh, somewhere near there. 
I don't I, know. I know. Very, very well. How far did you go offshore? Like in hours? Not that far. Like we like that was the another shocking thing is like we, we could still like you still see the shore. Like oh, you can see. Oh, it. that's no good. This is no scam so hard. Got, oh, and I I guarantee like it was. It was. I don't know day. if it's the difference between the Outer Banks of North Carolina. People don't know North Carolina has this. I call them sandbars, but they're big. There's houses and stuff on. It's yeah. called the Outer Banks. And when we departed from there, it was maybe like two and a half, three and a half hours out to sea before we started fishing. Yeah, it was like a total bullshit masquerade, like not even real fishing. The then like a buddy of ours caught like a couple fish and was like. Well, the place we are staying at has a pool and a grill we can use, and we have all that space. I kind of want to cook. He's like, he loves cooking, and so he's like, I know we're not gonna, it's not enough for dinner, but I'd like to try it out. This fucking bastard of a drunk captain took maybe forty-five minutes to to clean three small fish because he kept like talking to friends he met along the pier to the point that I'm like, dude, Zach, can we all just go? Like, I'll buy you fish at the market. I guarantee that they have the no, same. No, Taylor, we paid $910 for this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> this is the Waigu beef of most, fish. That's <laughs> the most expensive fish filet you'll ever have in your life. We oh, are yeah. eating it. Oh, yeah. And, and I didn't see, I didn't hear this, but like I, we were going back later and another friend of mine, like I was like, what a bullshit trip. What an asshole captain. He didn't move us around. He's like, yeah, the dude was pretty drunk. And by the end, like as I was leaving, I complained to him and the guy's like, I'll be honest with you. This was the worst outing I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing this for 12 years. Oh it's my like, God. Okay. I like his honesty. He's yeah, winning I, me I, over. He, I, I'm coming back. That's right. big. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's big. Anyway. Now I'm thinking like, like maybe he doesn't own it. He's just the captain. And like, maybe they shorted him on fuel or something, you know, like, like maybe, fuel, maybe like, you know, no, you get 25 gallons of fuel, make it work. Mm-hmm. And like, like, yeah. like may, maybe he liked to go out three hours out and, and everybody gets a fucking what what you call it fish or whatever the hell. Dolphin, or, tuna, marlin, whatever. I would have liked dolphin. Yeah, real. Man, if yeah, I hook a dolphin, dolphin, I'm going to cry my way home. Um, you won't kill there's, it. There's a fish called a dolphin fish. It's also oh, called a mahi mahi. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But if I catch like a bottlenose dolphin, there's like, there's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Flipper is literally getting reeled in and like, I can just see the captain like before I can be like, oh, quick, let's let it go. The captain like swings one of those poles with a hook on it. And like, <laughs> yeah. I got him. Don't worry. He's not going away. And now you're how, going to jail. I don't know how to say Everybody dolphin grab a club. Fish. <laughs> I don't know. To, I guess you say dolphin fish. I, you do have to disambiguate it. No, you're like, right. The dolphin mammal. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fish, not a, yeah, not a marine mammal. But yeah, that sounds <laughs> wretched. That sounds wretched. Awful. It so obnoxious. It was <laughs> the rest of the trip was was so much fun. But that like. Oh, just brutal. So this was part of the part of the trip. Yeah, it was just an activity he organized or someone organized on his behalf. Uh, I I don't think he did, actually, because he's not supposed to. But yeah, Yeah. it was pretty rough. Uh, Never want to do that again. Or I want to do the real thing if I'm going to do it again, because it was like it was the choppiest waters I've ever been on where like there were times like I didn't I know this is probably not like boat etiquette, but I was like thinking on the, the bow of the ship. I'm like, if I time to jump. Oh like, yeah! How high could I go? <laughs> like, really, it's pretty high. I'd probably go up and then what? Like crash into the the, the, the incoming I ladder. I won't retell the whole story of my mm-hmm. boat sickness and near fight, but the, I had that same thought. Like, because I'm way sick. I'm one of those guys in mm-hmm. the middle, right? But uh, in our case, the boat was air conditioned in the middle, so there was a little better case mm-hmm. to like battle your seasickness there. Just looking at the ceiling, laying on a couch, and I thought to myself, if I just jumped out into this sea of fish hooks and lines and stuff. Ooh. 
would my seasickness just insta-cure? I think it might. I think the <laughs> second I splash into the ocean that I'm like, whew, that's what I needed. The Cord sharks stamp. are attracted to the vomit, Woody. Swim back, swim back. That's been chum. They no, love no. it. <laughs> Wait, I, uh, what, I don't know what the proper response is to motion sickness, but I guarantee it's not what this one lady did I walked by, <laughs> which is to curl up seated on the inner area that's not air conditioned with a blanket over her head. No, that's, that's kind of no. like, like, you know, when you're like, if you're that's so you drunk that you have the spins, that's like, yeah. I'm just going to close my eyes through this. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you're if you're so there. drunk, you have the spins and your responses to put your forehead on a baseball bat and turn around. I just have to spin the other way. <laughs> For anyone out there who ever does get the spins and you're trying to go to sleep drunk, you lie in bed and you put one foot flat on the floor. One foot out of bed, flat on the floor, fixes it right away. Yeah, really. Yeah. Last time I like like there's that picture of me like lying on Kitty's mm -hmm. deck, like hand on face, like face palming, um, and like putting my foot on the deck. It was like, oh, okay, we're stabilized now. Like the spins just kind of stop. That makes sense in my head. Pro I never tip. thought about that. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't get that wasted often. Maybe especially not anymore. But um, <laughs> that's the fix. I've I told. Would, I, go ahead. Uh, when I got seasick. What they want you to do is stand on there and focus on the horizon. And, you know, yeah. then everything like you can see it in the same way that sitting in the passenger seat in a car and looking where you're going is so much better than, say, reading a book. Mm -hmm. uh, standing out there and seeing why the boat's moving is good. The trouble is when you're really seasick, it, it, it's not the like natural instinct to like you know stand upright and mm -hmm. face the ocean and watch everything move your your natural instinct is to hide from it yeah. yeah makes sense i've been seeing an enormous amount of of motorcycle discussion and <laughs> planning and also a very very disappointing turn where it seems like he ran into a couple of hucksters can yeah, you yeah. lay out the hucksterism i yeah i, I guess I wish you could break it down okay. i'll start from the, like the very beginning so i went um what day was it so my motorcycle training course was this past weekend. I got that done Saturday and Sunday. So on Thursday, I went and bought like helmet and gloves and boots and all that stuff. And, uh, and did so you get a discount on that stuff? Yeah, I got I got a seventeen percent, seventeen point five percent off. He said fifteen, and I was like, "Come on, you do better than that." He's like, "Ah, I do seventeen point five. Good. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, I got like a good bit of gear, and I think it, I was out the door like uh, for like less than seven hundred for like helmet boots and gloves and a jacket mm -hmm. like, like a pretty good jacket I, I don't think it's the jacket i would wear on a long trip but for like tooling around town at like normal speeds like below like interstate speeds i think it's fine it's like a mesh thing with like padding in the shoulders and elbows mm -hmm. and shit um anyway so I, I went to the class on saturday there's eight of us in this class um two of them were these puerto rican brothers who like their english was a little like uh, shaky and they had never used a clutch before. Forget a motorcycle, like never used a clutch before. Like that's the first question he asked. He's like, has everyone ridden a bicycle before? No, everybody's hands up. Who's ridden a motorcycle before? Two hands go up. Who? Was yours someone? That, yeah, you've yeah, ridden one. I, I didn't raise my hand because it's like, a little my, it you don't want to get you don't want to get called on. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get carried away. Don't don't right, be thinking hell, too much. We of got a wise guy in today's class. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, why don't you leave the class, <laughs> writer? <laughs> Tell everybody the do's and don'ts of taking. <laughs> uh, I'll start you off by calling the thirty press and roll. You know, thirty-seven <laughs> P's of driving. Slow you know? look, press and roll. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so you had so yeah. right. You did carry on, and and uh, and uh, finally the clutch question came up, and like. 
three or four of them had never operated a clutch before, including the two Puerto Ricans. And the the, the instructor was awesome. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And I think he was genuinely trying to be like a good guy. But every time he would instruct us something, he'd be like, Juan, Pablo, y'all hear me? Y'all following? <laughs> like, 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 he, like, almost like they were like slow witted or something. Like, hey, Juan and Pablo, you paying attention here? You catching all this? <laughs> and for all I know, they were like lazily like looking at butterflies or something, and I couldn't tell because they got yeah, helmets. We, we but get it, it, man. It seemed weird that he was like singling them out that much. But, well, but they don't uh, they, speak English, so it makes they sense. They spoke English. It was just like, oh, just badly. I speak 100% English. We all do here, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe bad. 105, you know? Uh, you, Renee. And, but, <laughs> but these guys, um, that's a word. These guys spoke like 97% English. Let's just say that. Like every oh, now and then you'd be like, okay. ah, you weren't all the way there. That's an A plus. Um, yeah. so, and, and we've got to do that thing where like, and like in high school where each person reads a page out of the book, right? And that's when you really see who's who. Because like, not to pat myself on the shoulder here, but I can read aloud. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the guy sitting across from me like reminded me of like Woody. He's like about Woody's age. He's an engineer who like runs like building sites in Atlanta. Like like any he, and he's um he's some sort of a software architect before that. So like he like he does something with like the infrastructure the um the uh the internet infrastructure that's going in these buildings, like like um, sounds like a man who can read aloud. Yeah. Man can fucking read aloud. And I've never <laughs> seen note taking like this. Like he took notes like we were like it was the calculus final the next day. And I'm like, dude, this is 25 multiple choice questions. And <laughs> and he, let's be real, he's giving us the answers. All the like, stuff we highlighted, those are the answers. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Like, yeah, when you're got, breaking, like, when you're breaking behind a semi, you know, how many feet? What do you think? What do you see when you're behind a semi? What do you see when you're behind a semi? <laughs> you want to be careful on you don't see aardvarks or bumblebees <laughs> it was it was kind of like that um i i uh, i missed one question and frankly i i think it was went over on the second day when i was so <clears throat> tired and out of it that i was just not even paying attention anymore i figured we i i, I, I can't I was, be the only one wondering do you remember what you got wrong yeah it was when you're uh when you have a passenger on your motorcycle you should do blank and uh, one of the one of the possible answers was um, communicate with them whenever you're going to like do a thing like, hey, if you, you know, like let them know that you're going to turn or stop or something. And mm -hmm. I thought that was the answer. But apparently the correct answer was to adjust the tire pressure and suspension. And Seems like you should let them know what's up. I, I thought so, but I was wrong. Not, but it doesn't matter if you make a 70 or a 96. It's a driver's test. Right. Yeah. And uh, but but anyway, they it's this class is four hundred twenty five dollars. We're riding all day, like five, six hours of actual on motorcycle time the first day in the hot ass sun, sweating my ass off, drenched three hours in the books. Mm -hmm. Day two comes around. Three of the guys don't show the fuck back up, including the two. Uh, uh, Juan and Pablo Rican. weren't there. Juan and Pablo, who had driven from Chattanooga down to Fayetteville, Georgia, which I don't know, three and a half hours, something like that. Good um, Three and a half, four hours, something like that. So did do you not think show they failed, up. They failed the test. That means. Well, they didn't even get to the, the test. Is day two? Oh, that wasn't. That was day two. Oh, okay. the written was also day two. Yeah, first thing in the morning on day oh. two, and we wait. We gave them an hour. We waited an hour for them to show up. Um, Damn. Like I said, this guy's really nice. On day one, one guy didn't bring boots. And he's like, "What size do you wear?" And the guy's like, ten and a half. He's like, "All right, let's swap shoes." Like the the fucking. He's really nice. This is a nice instructor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to the DMV today to get my license and they were like, it's not going through. It says you haven't taken your written question, your written exam. 
And I'm like, hang on a second. And I call this guy on the phone, put him on speaker. And he like walks her through the system, how like how her new like Very they've got nice a new guy. DDS uh, system in place. And he warned us that sometimes the new people wouldn't be able to use it. He's like, just call me, put me on speakerphone and I'll get something done. And if I got to call down to Conyers and get the, the fucking grand poobah on the phone, I will. <laughs> and sure enough, like, like I put him on there and he, he's just like, I don't know, he bitches her out and like sets her straight and gets my license. Wow. So anyway, um, got my license early this morning and uh, my intention was just to go straight to the dealership and buy this bike and, and uh, then drive home, Uber back, ride it home. And uh, the bike is $7,700, um, which includes uh, like a $300 destination fee. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, obviously I'm aware that taxes are going to be there. And I assume there'd be some kind of a dealer fee, like maybe $500 to $1,000. The first numbers he shows me, he's just like, all right. And this will be your interest rate. And that's your down payment. And 72 months. And I'm like, 72 months? I'm, let's do let's do like 12 months. Or, or <laughs> 20. I'm months. like, I'm, I'm fucking I, Woody's age when this bike is <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm not paying this bike for six fucking years. Like, let's, do, <laughs> let's do 12 to 36 months somewhere in there, wherever like the lowest interest rate is amongst those that, that uh, those rates. Um, but second of all, where's the out the door price? Like you've just shown me a monthly payment. Like I'm supposed to agree to that. I'm like, six I'm gonna, years at how much <laughs> I just started doing some math here and I'm gonna paying like sixteen thousand dollars for this motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, no. So like he goes back and still doesn't come back with the out the door price, even though that's the reason he left. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I want the out the door price broken down, MSRP and like whatever else you're pull, you're plugging in here. And it turns out they have two thousand one hundred dollars worth of nonsense on top of MSRP. So is that like dealer fees <clears throat> you said you were anticipating? So like I'm gonna get like what they're what they call them and like the the varied amounts incorrect mm -hmm. a little bit along the way, but roughly there was like a $500 crate fee, which is like getting it there, and and I'm like no 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 no, there's a $300 fee for destination and it's in the MSRP, mm -hmm. and 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 then there was like a three or $400 assembly fee, like taking it out of the crate and putting it together, which is like that's I nonsense. Don't know. No, yeah. I I don't know about the amount because i think mine was 250 yeah, but an assembly high. fee is typical it's typical I, I i've seen how they come in those crates you got to put the handlebars and you get you got to put the bike together a little bit um and then there was a documentation fee that was two to four hundred dollars and then there was obviously tax tag tax tag and title that's expected that's mm -hmm. that's common but and then there was something else but um, sometimes tax tag and title is like six hundred dollars and you're like whoa you have a secretary do 12 of these things at one time. Why are you charging me $600? Yeah, I think they were only charging like 50 bucks for the title, um, which is like standard, I guess, more okay. or less. It could have been, if, if they'd been 25, I would have I would have thought that was more appropriate, but I'll pay you $25 extra. But yeah, there was $2,100 worth of extras on there. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that. I was like, I sold cars for years. Um, <clears throat> I'd sell a, a $70,000 car and the fee would be $600. I get that that's been a little while ago, but where are they now? Twelve hundred. We're I'm buying a seventy-seven hundred dollar mm -hmm. motorcycle, and it's twenty-one hundred on top of the thing. And he's like, "Well, we don't sell cars here. We sell fun. <laughs> <laughs> we sell fun. What an asshole! What yes, an yeah. So, I, I don't like a motorcycle guy. Have him come kick the shit out of him. So um, I uh, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to buy any fun here. Um, <laughs> like, like, I was like, "Give me your best out the door price, and it and that's that's what I just quoted to you. I think they were willing to come off like." $200 or something like that. And it's just like, now we're done here. We're done here. 
so I just walked out. Uh, and I don't plan to do business with them. I do plan on buying a motorcycle this week, let, though. Let me jump mm -hmm. in. Does he have your phone number? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes there's the walk out the door and then they call you and say, oh, Kyle, we just wanted to make sure you were serious about walking out. We have a new price for you. But they no, haven't called that's okay. If, if anybody wants to leave a Google review yeah. for Freedom Power Sports over in McDonough, Georgia, though, <laughs> um, I'm sure they appreciate it. We actually got Mr. Suzuki on the line. And he said we cannot. Yeah, yeah. Now. No, because I, I actually thought that might be the second half of this story that they call you back and say, uh, you know, we have new pricing for you. Um, that would be very odd because like like when I was selling cars, like, God, you don't let them get out of the dealership. Like maybe you let them okay. stand up, mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, hey, I, I, we work this out. Yeah, let me let me go talk to let me go talk to somebody about this. Maybe we can get Mr. Suzuki on the line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you tell whatever lie you gotta have. But I, I think that's just Okay. Well, what they, like maybe the market is like so good right now that I'm that that's just what they're doing. I just wish they'd be like, yeah, we're selling our my, our motorcycles at a fifteen hundred dollar premium plus a five hundred dollar uh, docking fee. Like if that yeah. was like on the thing, I'd be like, shit, is everybody doing that? Like, can I get five hundred dollars off? And we'd have, I'd have probably agreed to that. Like, yeah, but they tried to bamboozle you. <clears> yeah, like, I, I didn't I, like the dishonesty. I hate that it took you multiple tries to get the out the door price. Yeah, because like, it it. That's a term that people know what that means. What's the out the door price? He comes back with another monthly payment like, oh, fuck shit. Mm -hmm. I asked for something specific. You went back there and you didn't return with it. Now I feel like you're, you're trying to scam me. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, it, it's fully I, a scam. Are. Like, like <laughs> there's no way, but there's no way I'm paying whatever it was, $10,200 for a $7,500 motorcycle. Um, it just seems like nonsense. So he needs to be. I'm sorry to cut off it. Like, no, you're good. There, there are times in this world when it's like, you know what? The brand new Corvettes just dropped. We can't keep them in stock. They're selling for over MSRP. Like, that's a yeah. thing that happens sometimes. I mean, I mean, it was the only one there. Like, it's not like they had a row of SV650s. If he had told me that, he'd be like, hey, just so you know, like, it's, it's going to cost like $10,000 out the door for this bike because, right. you know, we've got one. I don't know if you looked around. There aren't There's a lot two of, of these in Georgia. This is half of them. That's yeah. Just, that's the market. Welcome to COVID. If he had said that, maybe it'd be I, different. It would have been a different story. I'd have bought the bike. But it, but I felt like they were uh, kind of greasy and dishonest about the whole thing. And uh, the manager didn't come to speak to me. So I don't want to do business with them. Uh, I'm going to go to a different dealership in the morning and uh, see what I can do. I'll just get a different bike. Like I'm, I wasn't like 100,000% mm -hmm. like in love with, uh, with that bike. It just seemed like the best fit. But I'll get a Kawasaki or... I'll get a used uh, Honda or a used Harley. Like, I don't care. I just want a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got like a list of like seven that you love. By There's now. so like, like if, if, if I find a bike that's in that sort of price zone, like, I mean, the bike I was showing you earlier, that's a $10,000 bike. I mm. realize I'm going to pay taxes on it. Like it's, it's not the FJ09. Bike. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Like the FJ09 I showed you, it's like, I think that's like a $9,700 MSRP. Like I think bike. it's over like, 10. Maybe I, I think that's a used one though. I think I'm looking at a used one, like a couple years old. Yeah. I'm looking at new and used. I'm not. Picking. I was looking at what it cost when it was new because I was looking mm. at it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, but but I'm so not picky about what I get. Like I sent you that picture of that Ducati Monster. Like that thing looked cool as shit. Um, I like the naked bikes. I think that's the term, right? When they don't have all that plastic shit on the sides. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the plastic shit on the sides uh, at all. I don't like any of the bikes I've seen that look like that. Um, I've evolved into that same position. Teenaged me. <sighs> How can we get more plastic on here? I'm still seeing a little metal. Can we put some plastic around the tires? Why are these <laughs> tires exposed? Because <laughs> like in the 80s and 90s, that was the style. Now everyone likes the naked bikes. That's that's what's up.
Yeah. Um, that, that MT09, that's a, that's a great fucking pick. Um, I think, uh, Chiz was talking about that earlier. I don't love the MT09 that's got the greenish yellow, like lime wheels, which seems, I think that, that may be like the current, uh, iteration or at least maybe, uh, the one I see a lot. That's, that's like this year model. I'd imagine those are like just a, you know, post option, right? Like I want that. No, red. no, no. Well, look, it's different for everything, <laughs> but like specifically for the SP650, they come in one color, like, like, Oh, that's annoying. There, there's like every year they have a new color style and you can kind of glance at one and tell, oh, this is in 2017, this is a 2018, 2019. Cause like one year it's red, one year it's blue. This year mm -hmm. it's uh sort of a pearl white silver kind of thing on the tank and uh, a red cage. But, uh, but yeah, Kyle's, I, it's different. Kyle's nailed it. Like it, motorcycles are updated oftentimes about as often as a car, which is to say every like five, seven years, something like that. But they update the color you can get every year. So it's like, oh, this year's is blue. Next year's is red. After that, it comes in gray. And that's that's just what's up. Yeah, ZT's got the red one. I think that's a 2017. Um, and I did. I, I, there's a 2017 I'm going to look at tomorrow, actually. Um, that's got a few accessories on it. You know, he's throwing some exhaust and then a windscreen on it. So that adds some value to me. But they're asking 7,700 for it. So, But I'm guessing there's some negotiation there. Um, I'm going to – I'll get to the bottom of all that tomorrow. I'm going to – I'm going to go to one dealership, and if that doesn't work out, I'll go to another one. I got nothing going on tomorrow, so I'll, I'll shop around and hopefully come home with a fucking bike. Uh, hopefully I can find somebody who will deliver it to my house for, like, a decent amount of money because I don't want to have to, like, yeah, I'll buy it, sign the paperwork, drive right, home, and then get a friend Uber to... back. I don't, I don't have a friend out here who could drive me. Everybody's got jobs and shit, and Kitty don't Just, drive. <laughs> that's actually where my head was. So Kitty doesn't drive. She did. Kitty has a car, but that's yeah. for being yeah. chauffeured. Yeah. 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 <laughs> can you okay. can you opt to assemble it yourself and save money no. or no? no? No. I wish you could. I, I, I that would too. appeal to me. Um, I would like to assemble it myself and do everything right. Torque, lock, nut, lock tight. Like I, that's how that would appeal to me. But or or um, even like, you know, I don't even want the stock handlebars. Since we're already here, let's just go ahead and start with like, or maybe if you mm -hmm. want to put some like uh, some of those rubber anti-vibration uh, O-ring shim things on the handlebars, like sure, it'd be, a, it'd be a good time to do that when it's already disassembled for the first time. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Hopefully, I come back with a motorcycle. And again, I'm not too picky. I like these sort of like uh, naked bikes, but I, I I could definitely be sucked into like just getting like a what is it, the Kawasaki Vulcan? Um, I like those um that that's kind of a nice bike and they're rather cheap and uh even like i saw like a 2016 vulcan with like that was red and i think it was like fifty five hundred dollars uh i think it's a, Is that a cruiser i don't know bike names very well it, it's right, like the right. traditional style like it reminds yeah. me a lot of the indian i think you would call it a cruiser yeah i think it's a vulcan s uh and it's got a i think it's a 649 cc motorcycle uh there used to be a vulcan with a big motor I, it, it, it like for the longest time it had like the zero to 60 and zero to 100 record. Yeah. Yeah. These but, are brand new ones we're looking at here. The one I was like looking at was, a, was a little bit older, but, uh, but again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not that picky. I just want a motorcycle. I had a lot of fun in the class. Um, uh, I, I had zipped around a little bit before I, I got a friend that's got a Harley. Uh, mm -hmm. I wrote it uh, a few weeks ago, just like real quick. Just do you know what kind of Harley your friend has? Eight, eight, three iron. I like those. I love it. I very nice bike. I like those. Anyway, yeah. Um, apparently, the Sportster is a girl's bike, a girl's Harley. But, I keep uh, leaning into this girl shit. <laughs> but every time I see a Harley Sportster, I'm just like, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want that pussy mobile. Give me one of those. 
Like I, I like the Harley Sports. I think it's fucking sick. Um, so I, I could be leaned into one of those. Um, especially with a used bike, I'll feel much more comfortable test driving tomorrow because I didn't even want to test drive that 650. Like, like, like all I need to do is drop this brand new bike and have a whole kerfuffle here. Um, but with a used bike, I'd feel much more comfortable, like just jumping on a few things. I really should easier to get a test drive on a used bike. Agreed. For, in if people don't know, in the car world, they will enthusiastically take a photocopy of your license and throw keys at you. Any car on the lot. Any mm -hmm. you want to go drive a Jeep tomorrow? They're happy to give just they love it on a motorcycle you have to really have a vibe of a serious buyer and um typically the way a motorcycle test drive works kyle you might not know this is um the salesman will hop on a used bike you'll hop on whatever you're interested in and you'll follow him around mm -hmm. and he'll set the pace and yeah. the track for you that would work um i really should test out a honda rebel uh 500 and see how that feels and, and like how much zip it's got because the only thing that turns me off about that is it being a little bit low and worried that 500 cc's isn't quite enough for everything i want to do and i don't think it is i think 650 is the sweet spot for me i have that same thought yeah mm -hmm. especially if the 650 is a is a twin cylinder as opposed to a single cylinder sometimes called a thumper it's it's a little less high revving, so it's a little less horsepower. And if part of the mission is to go to Colorado, it's just nice to have a bike that, you know, doesn't feel like you're wringing its neck at 85. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Um, those bikes we were riding on the in the uh, in the class were 250 cc's, and it was like this needs a little more power. I would <laughs> not want to be like take this out on the highway because it was like you'd fucking. Give it all she had is like, like, is it a road test that you were on? Like, did you have to do stuff like, all right, you know, you have to go left here and then stop at a four way and turn right on red or like easier than that? It was all in a parking lot, but a really big parking oh. lot with like so many cones and spray painted lines on it. So we did things like uh, there was like a, an S uh, like track painted mm -hmm. on the thing. So we'd go, we do figure eights basically, like lots of figure eights at like, 20 to 25 miles per hour you'd accelerate up to about 25 and then break into the corners and lay the bike over and, ma and make your corner and then we did this thing where we're like we had everybody going through that uh figure eight and then he'd wave you off and you'd come over like there was an intersection and you'd stop check traffic put your turn signal on and then enter the uh the figure eight with everybody else you had to navigate mm -hmm. motorcycle traffic um through he put two by fours in our path so we had to practice you know, like like we don't jump in, but, you, know, you pop a wheelie, you know, and uh, you just, uh, but you know, the technique for going over those is just you you just rev it up a little bit as you get there to take a little weight off the front tire and elevate yourself a little in the seat. You just you just ride straight over it perpendicular to it, and uh, um, swerving maneuvers at twenty miles, twenty to twenty five miles per hour, trying to like uh, simulating like a mattress in the highway. So you mm -hmm. like you have to enter between these two cones. And uh, at the last minute, he's going to tell you to swerve left, right, or just come to a complete stop. And so you've got to react and do a thing. And then there's lines to measure how quickly you stop if you stop. And obviously, there's cone, cones to make sure you actually do the swerve maneuver correctly. Did anybody fall? Yeah. One guy fell on day two, and he fell at a part of the course where it made no sense to fall. He must have just grabbed too much front brake. And then when the bike started, like, came over he must have like grabbed some some throttle and then so when it sat down it just like i don't know he must have got rocking and rolling because when i looked up he was down and <laughs> and the bike was down and everybody's rushing over to like turn the ignition off but the thing he was doing was like the last part of a three segmented thing it was like there was like 
there was like a, a double U-turn you had to do. And then there was a swerve. And then there was, um, you just kind of came to a complete stop and you repeated the course. He was at the part where you come to a complete stop between two cones. Like, so did he fail or did he? That wasn't part of the test. That was still oh. during practice time. Like, like when we actually, when it came time to like test, test, it, like it was very clear. It was like, and it was easier. He had made like, the practice was like twice as hard as the test. So That's like nice. in, in practice, it's like, all right, it's a double U-turn. So you have to go out inside this like small rectangle. It felt small in mm -hmm. this rectangular space. It's like, all right, do a U-turn and then come back and do another U-turn all within the same space. And that was fucking hard because like you're going two miles per hour or something. So you're like riding the friction zone, holding the clutch, accelerating and using rear brake to like keep the bike upright as you're making these really slow maneuvers. I found that difficult. That was probably the hardest thing we did um, for, for me anyway. I found the curves and the fast stuff like super easy. Um, I wasn't afraid to like lean the bike over. I, he told me it would work. So I just believed him. I kind of like that with stuff like that. If somebody's mm -hmm. like, yeah, don't worry. You won't fall if you just do this. I'm like, well, he wouldn't lie to me. He's kind of liable. <laughs> well, this is this is his job. So yeah. <laughs> he knows what to do. But yeah, That's it was good. all good. And he's kind of you got to see stuff. each other take the test. Was, was there like camaraderie? Like, you know, you start to bond a little bit as a group? I think so. I think so. Um, um, I liked all those guys. They were, they, they, everybody, everyone in there was very nice. Um, and uh, today, though, um, when when like he was like help fixing the driver's services thing, like he called me, the first thing he did was he sent me a screenshot of the test results. But he was just trying to show like her that I had passed the test. But he sent me everybody's test results. Mm -hmm. Not everybody made a 96. Um, <laughs> some of those fellows barely made the, made the mark. And um, I don't know how that's possible. For, for me and the, the engineer curve. guy, <laughs> me and the engineer guy both made 96s. Um, and everybody else made 84s or below or something like that. Um, when I took one, my kids. Oh, one guy was in the low 70s. When I took oh. my concealed carry, I think everyone got 100, but I got one wrong. So he brings you up. And uh, the question I got wrong was um, the concealed carry enables you to carry a knife over three inches and it doesn't. But I thought like, well, if I can carry a gun, I can probably carry a dinner knife. No, apparently not. That's not that's not true. Um, that's stupid. But what he does is he has you come up and then everyone changes the answers to the ones they got wrong. I missed one. I was going to pass. Other people missed a lot, you know, and there are guys in my concealed carry <clears throat> course who I genuinely think of as just retarded <laughs> you know, people who shouldn't have guns. And I'm yeah. sure they got a hundreds by the time the course yeah. is over. I mean, the guy who had like forgotten his goddamn boots, mm -hmm. like he's yeah, one that of should the people be a couple who, points off. Look, he I, is now a motorcyclist. Yeah, I know. How to, like, I'm one of those people who has that unique ability where I can read and follow instructions. And so like, like I'm on there, like, I don't know how many times I went back to the website and like checked all the things I needed to bring. I brought so much. I brought everything <laughs> they told me to bring. I had five highlighters. I had like three five pins. Like, like, you can't buy one highlighter. That doesn't exist. You go to Rite Aid. They got, they got packs of five. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got, I, I got like a bag full of highlighters and pins. I got my COVID mask. I got, it told, it said, bring your own COVID supplies. And I'm like, are they required? I guess so. So I got like a mask and fucking uh, hand sanitizer. Nobody gave a shit about that stuff. Nobody's wearing a mask. And I, I've got like all of my motorcycle gear, like more gear than anyone else there. No one else had more than a helmet and 
Only two of them had real gloves. Uh, everyone else was wearing mechanics gloves. So you showed up went, like to syllabus week with everything read, every <laughs> book. You know, you didn't wait to see like, are we really going to read this book? Am I going to buy this now? Or like, <laughs> you all in. Good. The uh, the guy with the mechanics gloves, he's the one who fell down, shredded his gloves, fucked his palm up. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Was he wearing the wrong kind of gloves? He was probably yeah, he was better than no gloves. gloves. Yeah. Definitely yeah. better than no gloves. But he was wearing like like motorcycle gloves are pretty tough. Like there, there's there at the very least leather and with some armored knuckles and some of them have Kevlar and stuff in them. Uh, I think mine do. Uh, but but he just had like some mechanics gloves. He got a little scant up. He's kind of like, a... like like yellow dishwashing gloves on the front. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you nurses. Said gloves. Like... <laughs> you said gloves. So wearing rain boots and his matching gloves. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah. man, you, you really ruined the curve on that test. Everybody was looking at you as like the A student. Very nice. No, no one knew what the scores were. Are I you going to frame one. your diploma? I, there was no diploma. There was, <laughs> there was a I like to imagine they play like the, the, the graduation uh, music. Uh, 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 they walk. <laughs> they walk across the parking lot. Jamal. Everyone... <laughs> he, goes up, he grabs the diploma, shakes hands. <laughs> Remember how they walked you through it? Like, like you grab the diploma and then you reach under. <laughs> <and shake laughs> <the hand. laughs> uh, All right. Under and shake the hand. Not over. <laughs> the driver's know, test you took by the way is just like the jersey one like all in a parking lot as you're describing the u-turns the s or the s weaving i don't know what to call it the yeah. the quick dodge thing like this is all what the jersey driver's test is like yeah and then there was a like like a slow maneuvering um right angle like 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 going into a corner and making a right mm -hmm. turn, um, like like at There's one like mile per hour again. Did right angle that you yeah. sort of had to drive through without touching any paint. I found it to be stressful because yeah. it's mm -hmm. like fuck. It's it's I don't know for people don't like know like what it's like riding a motorcycle. Like I don't know. It's it's you're, you're like letting the clutch out just enough to allow just enough power to go to the rear wheel, and the bike doesn't want to stay up. So you're like putting rear brake on, not only to stay slow, but also to like use some sort of, um, what do they call it? Um, it, it? It keeps the bike up through, through some sort of magic of physics because the, the bike is trying to turn forward, but the brakes are holding it back and it keeps the bike upright. And you're like turning the wheel of a 500 pound motorcycle. It wants to fall over and you feel like yeah. it wants to fall over, it, it's but like it won't. Your hands are steering. Your hands are also working the brake and the clutch, and your foot's waking braking. So it's like somehow using five limbs at this point. Yeah, and it's a lot to do at the same time. Yes, it is. Um, but you know, passed it, enjoyed it, had a lot of fun. Um, I was I was never scared or anything. The Puerto Ricans were scared. Um, mm. They were they were visibly afraid. They stalled their bikes endlessly. I mean, I stalled my bike several times. Don't get me wrong, but they stalled their bikes endlessly in Jersey the driver's test if you stall or fall it's an automatic fail it's here too yeah and i'm like stall that's that's kind of rough like i look i still stall it sometimes like like you know not every day but like stalls yeah. happen better that's have your a game on when, <laughs> yeah. when when the coach has got the clicker out exactly. yeah they, he told us he's like if, if you fall or you uh he's like you can hit a cone you can uh you can miss a turn you know there's like six things in this test down a little yeah, you you put your foot down a little. I put my foot down in the in the U-turn. Um, mm -hmm. I had to. I wasn't. I, I was. I was just. I, and it was the just nerves. It was fall. Yeah, it was just nerves, really, because like I'm up. I, I got in line last, so everybody's like looking up at me, like <laughs> waiting on me to finish up, and he's standing there with his clicker and his like checkboard <laughs> and everything because yeah. he's timing you and. Okay, Mister Ninety Seven, let's see you do this. Fuck! It was uh, <laughs> it, it was it was stressful because I was like, God, what if I fail this shit? 
and I got to come back and do it again. I, it was not fun. It was so goddamn hot. Woody and Taylor about this? <laughs> yeah, you yeah exactly. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I think, uh, I think maybe it's just not for me. You know, I think I just, <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do is get a slingshot. Yeah, you're going to like ratemyprofessor.com. Mr. Johnson is so hard, and he never passes anyone. <laughs> Somebody did that. Somebody, I, I looked. I always read Google, um, Google uh, reviews. By the way, um, yeah. George, what did I say? McDonough, Georgia. Power Sports, yeah, you check out their Google. Yeah, go on oh. there. Go on there. <laughs> terrible reviews, terrible reviews, scam artists. Um, uh, but uh, I always read Google reviews for, for stuff. Freedom Power Sports, uh, McDonough, uh, and uh, and I looked at his the, the the guy gave me the test and everything. Wonderful guy, love this man to death. Helped me out every step of the way. Was never shitty, just super helpful. Great coach, great teacher. Uh, but there was one one star review, and I was like, oh. Sometimes, like that's the guy who's like actually like you know the, the motorcycle something. part went great, but he raped me in the bathroom. Right, <laughs> I need to know about any any upcoming rape. You know, I need to prepare for that sort of thing. So, like, I looked at it, and the guy's just like, value's not really there. Um, you could get more use out of the the Department of Driver Services literature. Um, not not worth it. One star. He comes in and replies. He's just like. Jeremy did not have the skills required to even begin riding a motorcycle. He quit <laughs> immediately and was and, and asked for a full refund, which of course was denied. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like, accusing every bad review as this idiot couldn't figure out the steering situation. No <laughs> refund. <laughs> Mark shit himself immediately. <laughs> like, it, it was super easy. Like I know a girl who passed it she, and, and she told me she's like, I was super nervous at first, and the coach was just like, "You got this." <laughs> and then, you know what? I did. I did have it. And I'm thinking, like, if this little girl can fucking pass this test, anybody can. And uh, I really think anybody can. It was it was very easy. If you've got any sort of coordination at all, you could do this mm -hmm. thing. Uh, highly recommend it. If anybody's thinking about getting into motorcycling at all, and you've never, you're like me, you've never been on a bike really, or at least never learned the fun fundamentals of it. Like maybe you've thrown a baseball. That doesn't mean you know how to play baseball. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. Um, and then that's where I was, and uh, I learned just so much, so much like like uh, so many so many different like safety things and and just how to operate the motorcycle and you know that little checklist of things you do when you're mount how to get on a motorcycle right like, like the proper way like like just every step of the way you're learning and memorizing and it's it's great totally worth it I think some were three hundred dollars I've seen classes for three hundred mine was four twenty five and I felt like I got every penny's worth cool especially yeah, since I, I had to spend less way. time at the DMV because I had mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, the motorcycle safety foundation is considered a much better way to get your license <clears> than <throat> to just like, whatever, figure out the test questions and then drive enough that you hack your way through the parking lot test. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, <clears throat> also insurance discount, big insurance discount. I spoke to my, uh, progressive is, is who I use. And, uh, I think it's 11, $11 and change a month or something like that. Roughly. With no um, liability. Um, That's this liability. Yeah. I'm trying to, I guess, is it called comprehensive? The, the, when they pay for your bike, if you crash it. They, full coverage. Okay. Right? Yeah. Full coverage is a lot more. Full coverage was like um, 11 to 1400, depending on how much like medical you added on um, a, a year, a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like 120 for just liability, just liability. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And so I will be getting liability because, um, if the bike gets wrecked, you just get a new bike, right? Yeah. Like, like, it's just like, it's a $7,000 yeah, yeah. thing. 
Like that, like three years of ins of insurance, and all of a sudden you've spent forty five hundred dollars. That's what the bike's worth at this point. You don't. I would say don't get any insurance. You get a ninety seven. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Bet on yourself, and, man. And if, you, if they try <laughs> to pull you up, you know what the zero to sixty time is? On, even that that six fifty goes zero to sixty in three point three seconds. The cops aren't gonna catch me. No, not unless there's a motorcycle cop. That would suck. He's probably on like a gold wing or something, though. They're so crazy. skilled, though. Motorcycle They're cops. so skilled. They're so Have you seen them do those low speed? They're I, so I much better than all ever. <laughs> They're so good. Well, that's their whole job. Every day, they're like, what am I? Oh, yeah, I'm a motorcycle cop. No, the qualifications cop. to be a motorcycle cop. Like, there's a reason you see so few of them. That, like th that, they must test a hundred thousand cops. Yeah, it's day. because they can't bring bad guys anywhere. That's why. <laughs> That's, well, That's we're just gonna chain you to the back. The precinct is close. <laughs> we used to drag guy, them like... to the jail, but liberal media. <laughs> well, what we do is we put them on these criminals' skis, and they enjoy a little bit of time on the way back to the precinct behind okay, the friend. motorcycle. <laughs> I want you to keep your spine in line with mine. If I lean, you lean. We're gonna do this. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. Dumb and Dumber? It's like that. <laughs> Hang on, Pat, piece of shit. Oh, that's right. You're handcuffed. <laughs> Handcuff him around you. <laughs> he fell off somewhere on 85. I'm not exactly sure where. I figure he learned his lesson, though. We was going at least 65. He paid his debt to society. He'll never you loiter again because he's, because he's probably crippled. You fall off a fucking no, motorcycle. Oh, you fall off a bike at sixty-five with no gear, handcuffed. You, you just, just, just Ooh. kill me. Just kill me. Dirty's. I was talking to Dirty, and uh, his, um, his uncle. Like it was funny. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to get the bike tomorrow." This is last night, obviously. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, my uncle's got a bike. He wrecked it today. He's in the ICU." Ooh, and I'm nice. like, "I'm like, what happened?" He's like, "Well." He was wearing no gear, no helmet, <laughs> going down the interstate. <laughs> Fucking head injury, and he's covered with road rash. And it's just like, sucks. just wear the helmet. Yeah. It's too scary. I, I don't know about Georgia, but so my um, GPS, every time I enter a state, it tells me the helmet laws in that state. And a really common one is helmets are only required if you're under 21. And... I don't know how I feel about that. I, like, there's a little bit of freedom, you know, in my thought process. Uh, but for myself, I wear a full face helmet all the time. Yeah, all the time. It's, yeah, I'll I guess I'll grab my helmet. I'm I'm, I'm kind of I think I got a good one. I could be wrong. I like how it looks anyway. I think it looks cool. <laughs> I guess, it looks wear, like a good one. Do you wear a helmet when you're skiing, or no? No, that. I haven't skied in a long time and people didn't when I skied. Yeah, like, that's one thing where they like really push it on you that I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna go down a run that's that ridiculous. Like, and it doesn't oh, and I then do. I'm not getting the wind I, whipping and I routinely go down runs way over my skill level. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, you, do you ever go down one and you get a quarter of the way down the run too late to bail out and you're like, all right, well, the next 45 minutes of my day is decided trying to get down here without worse dying. than that. Like a lot of times you can't see the run until you go like done what will be yeah. a green circle right you just and now it starts and it's like well i really can't get back up there yeah. <laughs> so i am fucked <laughs> he was a good like the, and it's always like triple black diamond and it says like dead man's code <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's like i did the other double black diamond and i really enjoyed it 
This double black diamond is a whole new thing. They need how can they have the same rating? Oh, they yeah. need more black diamonds to, to describe I mean, how, what this is. Yes, yeah, one of the first times I went skiing, my friends stuff. led me down the wrong path, I think on purpose, because we went we got to like Dead Man's, you know, ravine. And I was like, Where's where's the bubblegum forest? And they're like, That's on the other side of the mountain. You have to learn this. And I just had five yard sales the whole way down. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> first time skiing. Uh, uh, anyway, Kyle, show us the helmet. So yeah, I got this. Um I don't know. It's an Can you hold it a little higher? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I looked it, it up actually cool. after you bought it. I checked out reviews and everything. It, it it looks like a solid one. I think it's a staff pick at Revzilla. Yeah. Um. It was definitely a staff pick where I was. Um. The guy was like, I own two of them, and so I don't know when somebody who like knows their shit tells me that I kind of like buy in. I guess more than maybe I should. I don't know. It's got a bunch of features that are probably standard on a bunch of shit. Um, Did it also come with a clear face mask? It does. Yeah, I've got a clear one. Um, and one pin lock, I'm guessing. Yep. And uh, you know, there's like tons of ventilation, so it's got like these little adjustable vents up here that you can open and close, which is probably standard on everything. But um, I don't know. I guess like the 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 regular like DOT helmet. It was like this is molded plastic, mm -hmm. and they just kind of went. <laughs> And this one is carbon fiber mesh that's hand laid on it, like, like went through like all this stuff. And then there was one more expensive than this, but I just didn't even like how it looked. And it was like 150 extra. I think very heavy. Was, it was their granite helmet. This might have been 400. dollars <laughs> I don't uh -huh. know, is it roughly like maybe 380, maybe 420, somewhere in there. Um, but it's very, very comfortable. It fits perfectly, which is all nice. I really cared about because I, I was just like, my friend, my friend's ears bleed sometimes with his helmet. <laughs> Can we avoid anything like that? He's like, his ears bleed. I love that helmet now. As a matter of fact, that my wife's were tomorrow. My wife and I are going to lunch by motorcycle, and she's wearing that helmet, and it's like, oh, I have to wear the other one. Oh, that sucks. But now I'm I'm totally what happened was uh, people don't care, but it, the inside of the helmet, it's like really tight around the neck to keep air from going in, which is where noise comes from. And uh, when you took it off, it wasn't snapped in. So that it would unfold and the snaps, these plastic sharp snaps would drag across my ears. And at first I'm like, am I being a baby? I, this really hurts. And I'm not, I mean, I'm like kind of good with pain. Like I'm not one to fuss about broken bones or whatever. And, and um, but this, it like, I just didn't want to fucking put this helmet on. There was a time I just had to go across the parking lot. The motel and the diner shared a parking lot. And, you know, you want to bring your bike over to the one that's near what you're using. And I'm like, fucking no, 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 no. I'm not going to put this helmet on for a 15 second ride. I wore it like a baseball cap yeah. on top of my head <laughs> because I didn't want to drag it over my ears. Yeah. It was that bad. I'm not there anymore. I snapped it in right and I altered my technique. It was actually um, I need to thank him. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Thin, good looking guy has muscles aced his mcats uh navy oh, oh yeah yeah volvity volvity thank you yeah yeah so volvity was like yeah sort of rotate the straps backwards when you pull it apart that was the trick i needed to hear so oh, he's, uh, yeah, yeah he's got the same helmet and he's got special ears because he had like that ear surgery to like right make, make yeah. him fancy i performed my own ear surgery with that fucking helmet it was I, <laughs> I was like like that was like my main concern. I was like, we're going to get a good fit before we leave here. Like we started with, I think that's a large and we started with extra large and I was like wiggling and I'm like, Oh, we got a little wobble here. It's no mm -hmm. good. But the large fits perfectly. Kind of chubby I'm, cheeks at first. Yeah. 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 Definitely, like, definitely gives you a little mush there. Um, that, uh, that lightens it, like, up a it bit. It doesn't we let me like, I've got to like forcibly close my mouth 
when I'm wearing it. Like, like because it wants to like squeeze my ass. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm just like, I have to like, like, like inflate my cheeks and then bite down. So I don't bite the inside of my mouth when I'm wearing the <laughs> helmet, which I don't love, but don't it feels do any of this in the car. No, I, I love what I'm oh, hearing. <laughs> That's how it's going to fit for like the first 500 miles, especially if you like sweat in it and stuff like it, it'll yeah. break in quick. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. So I've been sleeping in it and uh, <laughs> they got some weird looks at the grocery store. I, but I mean, <laughs> but no, you just look cool. You look like an assassin. Uh, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought, and they do not they do not care for it. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not. I, I'm gonna have to ride some more to like see if that Colorado trip is something I want to do because the two days of like riding hard, which was like five hours of riding the first day and maybe three hours the second day, maybe four. I was sore, and mm. uh, there were a couple times when I was like doing like really tight right turns, and I had to like put my foot down and like brake real quick to keep from dropping the bike. And it drove the handlebar into like my right thigh. And so like I've got a huge bruise there um, just because the bike was so low and the handlebars were so wide. It was just I'm bruised up and, and I was sore like in my back, like like not like muscle soreness from like lifting or something. It was just like that sort of like I've been sitting in the same position for eight hours today and like everything is just sore and cramped up. So I would definitely need a comfortable bike to do multiple six, seven, eight hour days. Uh, so, but, but the other option, and I was talking to scum about this is renting bikes in Colorado. You can rent a decent bike, like a, what is it? The scrambler, the Ducati scrambler. I oh, think. they're fun. Yeah. It's, it looks fun for like mm -hmm. $80 a day. And I know that's not cheap, but like if you get some use, it, it's not cheap. If you're going to sit in a, in a, like the, 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 the parking lot of the house and just let it sit there. But if you're making a day of it, we're gonna if we zip up into the Rockies and like go for a little touring and like see some sights, totally worth eighty bucks. Yeah, exactly. And yes, if if you intend to ride the bike to Colorado, like that's a pretty big piece of the bike's whole mission, and it like it would impact what I buy. It, it, or on the other hand, like if you're gonna own the bike in Colorado, let's say for it's for moving there, I might go in a different direction, something that's a little off-road capable or you know a dual sport or something a dual sport yeah yeah the v-strom does appeal to me i don't love the mm. headlight and i know that's like maybe that's being silly like i don't like the headlights <laughs> on that one I, but when when in reality it's like everything else is perfect for like my uh, use case but i want to like the way it looks um chis linked to ducati the other day that i loved it was either ducati or a or a, uh, a triumph and i was like, oh that's so nice i don't know um you gotta like your bike Mm -hmm. I, some of these bikes look so fucking sexy to me I, I i really dig them i like them as much as i do sports cars and they cost a sixth as much <laughs> yeah so it's like i i don't know i hope i don't hurt myself i hope i don't do anything stupid on this thing but i'm definitely getting a motorcycle as soon as possible because i'm I've, I've caught the bug from from woody he's if he's you buy a nice. bike <laughs> that has more than like 75 or 85 horsepower mm -hmm. you should place a lot of value in the like electronic nanny type stuff there are like anti-wheelie electronics traction control electronics that yeah, um yeah. that will keep you safe right and you can turn all that off if you want to go hooligan you know maybe 2022 kyle wants to pull fucking rank that Kawasaki all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. Kawasaki has that, uh, that traction control stuff. Yeah. My, um, so I went from 50 to 105 horsepower recently. And I want to say like three times the electronics on my bike have helped me. One time was in a braking situation. I was behind a car and I was getting impatient and like, he wasn't letting me pass. And I'm behind him. I'm behind from like miles. 
Finally, I see what I think is a nice passing opportunity. Like it goes to two lanes on this curve. It turns out it went to two lanes because it was a stop sign and there was like a right and left choice to make. Oh. So I quickly jump up to like 80 miles an hour, see a stop sign. Now I have to brake hard on a turn. My rear wheel starts to lock up and the bike is just like, I got you, Woody. We're going to we're going to make sure you don't slide out. Your rear wheel is not going to catch your front. And, and I was like, fuck. The bike compensated for me not being a good enough rider. When you're, when you're breaking that. in a turn, are you getting the bike upright before you begin, or are you are you braking leaned over? I think I was braking leaned over in this situation. Using any any front brake or just all rear? I was using front brake for yeah, mostly front brake. I would say. Ooh, that's scary. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I think on shit. So you're trained, and you might know things I don't. I think on the street, it's kind of like 70-30 front to rear brake. Maybe turns are different. And on the dirt, it's the opposite. Maybe 70. I've heard brake. conflicting reports. Like, like obviously, like, like what the manual says is what? Uh, look, slow, press, and roll or something like yeah. that. And uh, which means look, see, you know, look at where you're going. And, slow, uh, look, press, and roll, I think. Slow, look, press, and roll. Yeah, you slow down. You look at where you, you want to end up, you know, not right in front of you. You look at where you want to end up, um, press the press the bars where you want to go, and then you roll on the throttle, which means you accelerate through the turn, mm -hmm. um, and that keeps the bike upright. And uh, but then I watched that Yammy guy or somebody on YouTube, and he's just like, "They've been teaching this for a generation, <laughs> and it's killed more people than <laughs> than, than polio." All right, <laughs> and he starts like like he like gets at the chalkboard out. He's like, "This is Mario Morgusi. He was the blah 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 winner from 2009 to 2020. He won it all. You know what he, <laughs> he does in turns? All. You know what he does in turns? He uses his front brake. Look at him, <laughs> and you can see him like applying the front brake in slow motion when he's got like this fucking rocket ship of a motorcycle lane." His mm -hmm. turn's a little different than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so proud. Is he like, like that far from his elbow touching the concrete? Like his elbow that. is touching the concrete. Oh, yeah, wow. Elbow like, and knee. Elbow and knee are grinding. <laughs> like when I, I know a guy who touches his helmet on the ground when he does turns. Wild men. Like, like I was so, <laughs> I was he's so dead proud. Now, he's yeah. I was the only one. <laughs> Don't be worried, Kyle. It was a paramotor accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like heart disease or something. <laughs> I was proud of myself when I was dragging the pegs because I was the only one in the class that like, like, like at one point after we did the, the figure eights, he's like, did anybody drag their pegs? And everybody's like, no, of course not. And I'm like, I did. Was that wrong? He's like, no, that's right. If you're not dragging the pegs, you're not doing it. It, he's like he like leans the bike over like with his hands to show how far it'll go over before the pegs lane. He's like, you think that's as far as it'll go? Uh uh. And then he like kicks the peg to show that it folds up under the bike. I'm like you can keep on going if you're not dragging the pegs, you're not doing it. And and I, I was like, oh, that is really far. It is kind of it's fun to like actually lean the bike over and make it do its thing. But dragging your knee and elbow is terrifying. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, that's what he told me to do. And I think it applies for like most road situations, especially like if you're not carving up some canyon somewhere. So it's what I'm going to do. It worked. It made the bike stick like glue. And I was not on a sport bike. I was on a real piece of shit. And it still stuck like glue. They do stick like glue. Uh, I was surprised Nobby stick as well as they do. One of the things that I wish I could drill into other riders to understand is the speed at which you can take a turn is informed by how much of that turn you can see. So it, like what is a 90 degree turn is actually kind of straight when you like start wide, go narrow and end wide. Yeah. That same turn 
if it's a 180, is very sharp. Like you've got a lot more turning to do, even though what's visual at like as you go into it, they look the same, a 90 and a 180. Yeah. But if you can't see the exit of the turn, you need to go extra slow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the guy in the YouTube video was like, he's like, I asked the MSF instructor, what do I do if I'm mid-turn and I realize I'm uh, I'm going too fast? He's like, Well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, well, unfortunately, I've got a Ducati, not a time machine. So what do I do? <laughs> well, you just accelerate harder and you turn harder. And it's like, is that what you do? And he's like, well, if I was brave enough, I would. <laughs> he's like, wait, uh, you're teaching do somebody I say, to do something not as I do. <laughs> he's literally teaching something that he's afraid to do. Um, my instructor rides a fucking Goldwing, which is a gigantic fucking Ooh. tank of a motorcycle. Did he demonstrate his skills on it? He didn't have it there. He was driving his pickup oh. truck, but it's a 1500 pound motorcycle or something. Some of those Goldwing drivers are very talented and they can carve up a parking lot mm -hmm. in impressive ways and in ways that, you know, regular people struggle to do on their 600. So. Yeah, he was, an, um, he was an older guy, I would say 60. Um, his mm -hmm. son did all the demonstration. His son was like 25 or so. Um, and uh, when it, he could ride, he could, he could ride really well. Um, you know, obviously we're in a parking lot, but like, just watching him do his thing. Everything was just so fluid and like, like, like he did everything perfectly. Like, like right. he, sometimes you can tell this guy's put a helmet on for the 1500th time. You know, he, he knows it. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was, he was very good at, at that. I'm sure he's great on the road and everything else too. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully you get a bike tomorrow. If not, it'll happen soon. Uh, I'm open to anything really different styles of bikes, different used, new, whatever. Uh, and I don't really care about the price that much. I don't really care about like how much you need to put down. I don't care about the monthly payment, whether it's a hundred dollars or three hundred dollars a month. I don't give a fuck. But I don't want to get ripped off. I don't like that feeling, you know. Like especially having sold cars before, like we'd laugh at people when we got them, you know. I don't want to be laughed at. We'd laugh at them. If they, like, <laughs> we don't, don't want to be laughed at. <laughs> Can you believe it? Like like you'd be like high fiving your buddies, like like knocked his fucking head off. He's paying. <laughs> No, 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 not 72, 84 months, 84 <laughs> months, 17% interest. It's new. Yes, 17%. This guy just paid $2,000 for eight minutes of my secretary's time. Wells yeah. Fargo called. <laughs> but they made us lower the price. They wouldn't even find it how much we sold it for. That happened. That happened. Wells Fargo's like, you can't sell him the car for this much. We won't. We won't loan this much for this car. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not worth that much. <laughs> it's a brand new car, and you're charging so much for it that we can't. We can't like authorize the loan. It's like so. You have to go to the customer and be like, "Great news, great news." <laughs> One thousandth customer. <laughs> have you guys been open for 30 years we stole this from a cancer ward yeah. $31 because you take exactly the amount that they'll allow you literally finance the maximum legally allowed by the fucking financial institution for like a for a multinational bank to be like you guys are getting a little dirty over there right for wells fargo, <laughs> for wells wells fargo. fargo of all banks yeah. one of the like, most evil corporations on earth <laughs> to be like it, it literally was wells I, I remember so well um but but yeah when we knocked somebody's head off like that which is what we called it when we ripped them off or you know when we did our jobs well is what we're really doing like we laughed at them we made fun of them a little bit like that that jamoke didn't do any internet research like in Alpharetta, Georgia, we always had like well-to-do 
white dudes with glasses come in with a fucking stack of papers and a and an 800 beacon score and like all right i'm making 50 dollars today you knew this guy was coming in prepared he was gonna fuck you up and then sometimes someone would come in and they on the seat of their pants with a shoebox full of cash and you're about to get paid i don't what want that to happen to me pants? i don't want to be did you buy pants yet? Are you wearing normal pants right now? I was gonna buy pants today, but the, but but they didn't get my business. I was gonna buy pants. I was gonna buy the bl whole Bluetooth thing. I was gonna buy a windshield. Nice. I was gonna. Uh, I was even considering getting like a slip-on exhaust from them, but uh, but but they, they they lost my business. So the um the Bluetooth thing that seems to win every review is called Cardo. I have the regular version and the slim version. I don't have a preference. How, what goes in your ear? Is there like an earbud, or is it just there is a speaker? And almost all helmets, I bet if you look at yours, has a like a recessed circle. You just pull a little foam out, and there's a spot where the speaker sticks in. That's perfect because I was afraid it was. Some, I can't do earbuds; they they just hurt my ears. You hate them. I've got I've okay. got little baby bitch ears. I got virgin ears. You, you <laughs> plug those things up; they don't like it. So the speakers use um, you know what a headphone jack looks like—the thing they remove from the iPhone. <laughs> okay, the the speaker uses that. So you can change the earbuds if for some reason you change your mind, but the, it comes with speakers. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I would want the speakers. I'd love to be able to communicate with whoever I'm riding with. Uh, I, I want to ride with ZT. You know, he's for an music. Avid. Yeah, music for sure. I want to play my music. Um, and and navigation, like audio cues would be nice. So I don't have to take my eyes off the road. Mm. You know, that would, that would all be very helpful things to have. But yeah, that's probably a wrap there. I hope you, yeah. I bore you guys with my motorcycle talk. I'm, I'm super into it right now. I'll try to tone it down on the on pk this week no i'm glad you're into it i i'm biased i could talk i'm like oh we're stopping already okay <laughs> <laughs> pkn 360